What's up folks, how you doing? I am outside, I'm actually on my bike right now. You might hear a little bike noise in the background. Just kind of biking around out in the fields here, it's gorgeous. Um, so apologize for the background noise. Um, I have a, a plan, <laughs> I had a plan on what I wanted to talk about today kind of list of things I've been writing up and keeping track of last day or two wanted to talk about and in the last second here I think everything just like flipped around and I find myself really desiring to talk about something else so that's that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna start with it and we'll see where it goes so um, I'm sure everything will get worked into the picture as well um, We'll see where the journey takes us on this episode of who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> um, so if you guys could go leave a review, that would be super awesome. Really, really helpful for the show and, and helpful for getting it out there to the world. Um, if you're digging it, that would be sweet. Thank you so much. And today, talking about... Talking about having somebody in your life that that deeply influences you. And I, I'm I'm like hesitant to use the word mentor. It's not a it's 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 much different than a mentor. A mentor is somebody that gives advice. And the thing that I'm being called to talk about is something much more than something much more than advice. Um, you know, advice isn't going to get you through life. It's not going to do the job. Advice, just advice. Like it's not enough. You understand? And to the extent that we like treat things as such and things are just sort of advice or it's just some information or somebody told me to do something or oh I got a recommendation or something along these lines, right? To the extent that it remains that type of thing is 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 the extent that it's going to affect your life, right? So it's up to, it's really it's kind of a deter the the determining factor is upon you as to how deeply you want this thing to affect your life. And that is a scary process. <laughs> Because you know it's going to deeply affect your life, right? So, like, I, I know a lot of people who know the right answer and they don't do it. Why? Because they're so scared to get involved with the right answer because they know it's deeply going to change their life, right? And that, it's like, it's not an answer, th it's not an advice thing. It's a, it's a deeper thing than just advice. It's, it's, a, it's sort of a blend of a number of different things, right? 
Um, and I'm gonna open that up a little bit, unpackage that, but, but, The determining factor is yourself and, and the extent to which something changes our life is the effect to which it impacts us on a deep level. The, to the extent that it stays on the outside is the extent that it stays on the outside. Very simple, right? It's not going to enter you. It's not going to change you. And therefore, our job is to keep the right things Keep the wrong things out, rather, and to keep the and to bring the right things in proactively. So this is a very classic problem that people have. Things happen to them, their parents, childhood traumas, etc., etc., and things were brought into their space that they couldn't control, and it affected their lives in ways that they didn't want to, and now they're scared to bring things into their lives because they had a bad history with it previously. And so, so now, you're never going to be able to bring something into your life that's a healthy thing. What a shame. You know, and this is, this is... You know, now we have, now it could be something that, you know, you're faced with the right thing, the rightest thing in the world for you. The best thing in the world that you could possibly engage with and it's sitting right in front of you on a silver platter and you're the determining factor of whether you bring it into your space or not. It's, it's really simple in that sense, you know, and to the extent that we have certain things that we have cravings for and desires for and obsessions over, um, etc. You know, in, a, in like a negative way, we can have the right answer and then we're just pulled towards the wrong one, right? That's no mystery. You know, a lot of the times uh, we call that willpower, right? Engaging in that right willpower in order to bring the thing in that we need and not the thing in, in, right? And what I'm, what I want to tell you is, is that it's not just a willpower thing. It's not just a brute force thing. If you're doing it with pure brute force, it's a very unintellectual process. It's a very un, um, it's a very inefficient process. And you're not getting out of the situation what you could be getting out and it's a shame because there's so much more to derive from the from life right so so we're talking about having somebody who is like a, not a mentor because a mentor is like okay i listen to him and he gives me some advice and what we need to be doing in life first of all first and foremost as a pretext we really, really, really need to be searching very deeply for the right answers. And if that's not existent, then nothing, nothing is going to work. Nothing's going to fly. Right? Does that make sense? I mean, it's, it's, it's simple. Everything I'm going to say is simple, but it's hard. And to the extent that... You know, it's simple, but it's hard, but it's also like, 
in your hands and you can do it. You know, that's the other, that's the other thing. And once you can do, once you start, then you start building the flow. It's like you go talk to a mountain climber and you're like, but it's hard. And they're like, yeah, but you know, I couldn't live without it. You're like, it's hard. You're like, yeah, but I love it. You know? And it's like, why do you love it so much? And they will be, they're going to look at you like, how can I put it into words? How do I put it into words? Like, why do I love climbing mountains? Because, because it's the best thing ever, right? My soul needs it. To the extent that we are searching is to the extent that we're gonna, you know, accelerate in life and move forward and progress. And the extent that we're not is, is that's it. It's very simple. If you climb the mountain, you'll progress. If you don't, you won't. And you have to search hard and you have to search deep and you have to go and, and it's putting one foot and climbing elevation. It's, it's, it's literally climbing uphill. And everybody starts climbing uphill and they go, ooh, that's up, that's up. Is there an elevator? And it's like, no, there's no elevator. It's like, ah. Okay, so I'm, you know, I'm just, it's not for me, I'm just gonna, thanks, but I'm good, I'm good, I'm, I'm uh, no, I'm really, at the, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It's like, well, then you're gonna stay depressed. <laughs> you're gonna stay anxious. You're gonna stay with the very low self of sense, sense of self-esteem. The only way to go is up. The only way to go is to engage in the climb, right? Is to engage the mountain is to engage in the work of every day, every day, every day. And I'm reminded, this is something that I was reminded of this week in a very big way, and I'm continually reminded of it. There's no time off. There's zero time. There's, there is like no second. It doesn't matter what schedule or what everything or any, like there is no time off. You can't let a day slip by. You can't let an afternoon, a morning slip by. You let one day, you let one afternoon, you let one time slot slip by and you start falling behind. It's true. You start falling behind, what happens? You get up late, oh my gosh. Oh, just skip it, da da da. You start feeling bad, you start getting low thoughts, you start getting negative things going on. All of this stuff starts happening because you let one little thing slip by. You can't let any day slip. It's the hard, that's, that's the hard part. Today I had to take a nap because I've been, because, and I did it, I did it proactively. I didn't sleep in. I woke up early, got up, I was up at like four or something and was up and had my whole morning, got everything done that I needed to. By 11 o'clock I had everything done and I was like, okay. I'm done, <laughs> I need a nap. And I slept and I slept, I was planning on sleeping for an hour and a half, I slept for three hours. <laughs> and I, because I really needed it and it was really, really good recovery for me. I really, really needed it. I felt myself getting a little sick. You know when you get like the early onset stuff of being sick, like you feel your immune system down. Um, you know, you can just feel your, you know, when you're sensitive to your service, to your system, you can feel like you start getting a little scratchy throat. For me, my cuts, if I get, like, when I get cuts, they won't heal as quick if I'm low on sleep and close to being sick. And that's how I know if I'm, like, sleep deprived, you know, or too much sleep deprived, obviously. Like, I think I'm, in many ways, kind of always sleep deprived. But 
Um, but there is a, there is a, there, there's a, there's a balance, you know, and you can't be too extreme on that side. And, and so the moment I feel myself starting to break down in a negative way, then, then it's, uh, then I say, okay, I need to go into active recovery mode. But that's active recovery mode. It doesn't mean sleeping in until 11 or sleeping in until 10 and then doing all my things. No, it means getting up early, still doing your job, still doing everything that you need to do, being on the ball, making sure the, that, the, that everything moves forward, progresses as it should. And then you go and you proactively take some time and you recover and you get back to full strength. And that's what uh, today was. And that... And, and, I'm really grateful that I had that experience because there are times where it's been the opposite of that. And so I'm so grateful that today I won. I won today. I won today. And it was amazing. It was fantastic. It feels good. And it's amazing how every day goes by. You have to be on this. You have to be... It's like, man, we fall asleep so quick. And nowadays people are so asleep... I hate to say it, I hate to say it like that, I hate to say it so bluntly and almost like accusatory, but it's, it's a, it's a shame, it's a shame, in Hebrew it's a bushah, what a bushah, it's not on them, it's just a, it's not a bushah like, oh you suck, (laughs) that's not the bushah, that's not what I'm saying, that's not the, that's not the shame, it's not, they are a shame, it's a, it is a shame that they are asleep. It's for their sake. I don't want them. I, I love them. I love that person. I don't want them to be asleep. Do you understand where I'm coming from? What a shame. What a shame that they're asleep. Because why, why should they be? Why do they have? They don't have to be. And the moment that we start progressing in life, the moment that we start engaging, we can wake up immediately. People, boom, snap out of things instantaneously, decades-long stuff they can snap out of, but it requires a, a shattering and a breaking and an opening, and people don't want to go through that. People don't want to go through that. But when you do bring that into your space, when you do take that in, when you're open to that, and you're saying, look, okay, I'm going to experience a breaking, I'm going to experience a shattering, I'm going to experience a, a destruction, a death, I'm going to experience this destruction of self, right? Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. I'm going to experience it. That's okay. It's going to be like incredibly painful. But it's also going to, but I also don't, it doesn't have to be so painful. Like it's painful to the extent that you make it painful, right? Like it, it is inherently a challenging process, but, but to the extent that we submit to that process, we can start to move and progress in a way that is that was unavailable to us before and it's the only way to progress you can only either either you're going to get broken or you're going to submit into the into the growth you know there's no there's no in between there's no you have to submit in life you might look at like a black belt in jujitsu and you're like well no he taps out everybody you know he chokes everybody dude the black belt has tapped more times than than anybody else. That's how you become a black belt. You tap out. Whoa, you beat me. Tap. How'd you do that? You learn. You do it again. 
you chat, you go, okay, let's do that again. You do it again. Boom. Tap out. Wow. Nice. Okay. This time I tried this, but you did this. So how do you do that? He shows you. Boom. You do it again. Boom, 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 boom. You do it a hundred times and now you've tapped out a hundred times, but now you have it. You've mastered it. You only master things through tapping out. You only master things through submission, through submitting yourself to becoming a student. That's the only way that you can learn something is to become a student. If you try to be the master, if you try to be, you know, the man all the time, this is where the ego comes in. And it's that self that wants to be hmm, me. Look at me. I need, I need recognition. And I have this sense of, of presence and identity that is that is indis- that is distinguishable across humanity and and wants to be recognized the the moment that we can start breaking that down is the moment that you can start progressing in life and it's so connected to to i mean it's connected to everything <laughs> right like it's a connected to everything um when we, it's, I mean, where do I go? Where do I take it from here? I mean, I, I think I'm going to bring it around a couple of different objects here. Hang, hang tight with me. The submission is a very big deal in our lives. And we need to acquire that trait. As I stated, it's the only way you can become a student. The only way you can learn and progress. And connected with that is the way I started this podcast by saying that becoming a you it's not about having a mentor a mentor you're still not you're not connected to the person you need to find somebody who you're connected to who you believe who you trust wholeheartedly who you understand they're there you need to find a righteous person who you believe who you would like you trust completely who doesn't have ulterior motives who who even when he has, when he is a beautiful, righteous individual, he has a very similar path to you, so you can follow him, right? You can have two righteous individuals and they're going down two different paths, so you need to find the guy who's righteous and going down your path in life. So find, you know, we need to find that person and, and tie ourselves to that individual, connect ourselves, and the only way to do that is by becoming a student. The only way to do that is by negating our ego negating that part of us that wants to just be the whole the whole show when we negate that part of ourselves we are able to move with like depression is such a selfish thing i hate to put it that way because people who are depressed are sitting there like how dare you tell me that right now right depression the the way to cure depression is to get out of yourself that's how you cure depression you get out of your own space you go you volunteer a depressed person doesn't want to because it's 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 a very hard thing to be stuck in the mud but the way you get out of the mud is you get out of your space you got to shock yourself you got to break out of your space you start giving you give that's the whole thing depression is you got the cure to depression is to give it's earth. Depression is earth. The way you get out of earth is you start giving. Earth is just receiving. It's just holding. It's a vessel. Earth is just receiving. It's nothing but stagnant energy. And the, and the way that we break out of that is we, we flow. We flow outward. We give. We start giving from our own vessel. 
you go and volunteer somewhere, you go and you give to somebody, you go and you message somebody. I remember when I was in low places in life, there were certain times, or at various points in time, where I just decided, you know what, man, I'm just going to start messaging people. Like, I, I decided I was going to start messaging people happy birthday for their birthdays, like lots of people, like, you know, you have like 700 friends or whatever on Facebook and stuff. And I would, like, every week I would, like, batch out messages to a whole bunch of different people. And, like, it felt so good. It felt so good to connect with people. I was flowing out. I was just giving. I was, it wasn't giving my time or money or, or any, like, I wasn't volunteering at an old age home per se. But it was just flowing outward. It was a giving. And that was very, very, very powerful. It's very powerful for you to get out of yourself. We need to get out of ourselves. Right, and so, so there's a huge element of of learning how to negate that that part of self. When we learn how to negate our part of that that self, when we learn how to go through that destruction of that self, that that dissolvement, that melting away, it's actually well, it's one of the greatest feelings ever. First of all, two. You actually can progress. You actually can connect with people. You actually can grow. You know, the way that you do that, the way that you engage with that is that you go into that dialogue. You say, I have things that are in the way. I have things that are, that are blocking me. What are they? Identify them. Talk them out. This is a very big deal. In Judaism, there, there are... There are... There's a couple of things. One of the... There's, there's something called Hidbodadut from the, from the lineage of Breslov. It's a certain lineage within Judaism. And there's something called Hidbodadut that they do. And it's something that you go and you talk to the creator of the universe. Like you would in a relationship. Like you go and you talk to your friend. Hey, what's up, bro? Yeah, doing good. Oh, man, that's awesome. Wow, how's your week going? Good, great. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, mine's good. If you, you know, been up to this, that, whatever. Um, you know, this has been kind of hard, but you know, it is what it is. We'll get through it. Bum, bum, bum. You, you, you talk it out. You talk it out with the creator of the universe. It's, 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 it's something between your soul and, and the depths of this world. Okay. Who's it? Like, you have a relationship with this world, whether you like it or not. You can start expressing that, or you cannot start exp- or you can just keep it bottled up forever, right? And, and if you don't like the dialogue of creator of the universe, just start expressing because you have a relationship with the world, and you need to figure out how to engage with that. So the trick is here to be flowing, to open it up, to start moving, to get it out. And when we start getting it out of ourselves, then we can start to identify things that are problems and then the whole thing here is is that we're going forward and we're going to go fix those problems through an action so many of so much of what we do is is um a lot of the times people they don't connect the system they're not connecting the system it's 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 physical it's mental it's spiritual it's emotional but it's never it's never connected you know it's it uh it stays separated 
So people will identify things that are wrong and then they'll stay in an identification. And there's no actual resolvement of what these things are, right? Or, or people are moving and they're not moving with intelligence or people are trying to become spiritual and there's no connection to the lower parts of the self, like the physical and the emotional. And so the, the role for talking things out, expressing them, moving them, processing them, is yes, that, that is an action, one, first and foremost. But a lot of what you're talking, it's, a, it's, a, it's an identification. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an identification of what's in the system. And then you go forward and you actually take action and that's how you resolve the things that are in your system. So a lot of the times, like, okay, let's get practical. So a lot of the times people go to a therapist. They go to the therapist, they sit down, they talk, and they talk, and they talk, and boom, 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 and then nothing happens in their life. And it's like nothing changes, right? It's like, why? Well, because it just stayed up in, in the higher spaces. It just stayed up in the mental, it stayed up in the clouds. They weren't going into themselves deeply. Perhaps they didn't enter initially even into the real emotions that were they were feeling or the real things. If they did, when they did, they weren't then moving forward and taking proper action in order to fix them. And so, and proper action, I'm saying. <laughs> Just moving and, and, or being anxious or, or feeling like you're doing things but you're doing the wrong things, that's not proper action. Proper action, it means sitting identifying with somebody who's a master. This, you know, not just, yes, there's a definitely a place to do this by yourself. I really actually am very, very pro identifying um, for yourself first before you go off and, and, and go to a master. I think that you should be bringing something to the table. Go and work it out and work through it and try and use your muscle and climb the mountain, climb the hill, figure it out. Get what you can, go to your max, go to the greatest extent that you can, and then when you have it and you think that you know what's going on in your system, then you go to the master and you say, this is what's happening. I think this is what's going on. Boom, 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 boom. I think these are the interplaying parts and, and, and you just start working it out. And I think it came because of this and this and this. And the extent that the past, talking about the past is beneficial is is only to the extent that it helps you make a fix in the future. And so if the fix never comes in the future, then talking about it and talking about it doesn't do anything. It actually just ingrains all of the problems further. So if you can move forward and fix it, then it's a big deal, right? All of this is coming by engaging with the work. All of this is coming by saying, I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to accept this. I'm going to engage. I'm going to not avoid it. I'm going to say, I need to search in my life. I need to get after it in my life. I need to embrace this dialogue. I need to embrace the reality that every day, I can't let a day slip. I have to go forward and, and create a new me <laughs> every day. And it doesn't stop after you've created a new you. You have to continually create a new you. This is what has to happen constantly. Constantly this has to happen. And to lean into that and embrace that. And this is, this is what will change your life. It's not one technique. It's not one thing. It's not a... <laughs> I, I, I used to wrestle... Um, with a, an Olympic wrestler when I was doing jiu-jitsu. And 
and I used to, I, I was wrestling with this Olympic wrestler. He was an Olympic, like, like, uh, trials or I don't, I don't know. I don't remember exactly. He wasn't like in the Olympics, but he like trained with Olympians and all that stuff, whatever. He, he was a very good wrestler. And, and he was telling me, he was like, okay, he was like, what's your favorite move? And I was like, ah, I love the arm drag, you know, blah, blah, blah. I like, and he's like, okay, go ahead. And he tries it. And obviously I can't get him down cause he's really good. And, um, and he's like, that's your favorite movie. You like the arm drag? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay. And, and he went through just sort of this demonstration of like, not because he was really good. He, I, he was applying, he was showing me an underlying principle past the move that the move is just something that you use to engage with the deeper problem. Do you understand? The move gets you into the work. It gets you into the involvement of what you're doing. So what the wrestler showed me, he said, he said, you know, moves actually don't really matter. <laughs> He's like, you learn moves. They're good. They're important. To ha- like, that you need to have moves because you need to, to actually, you know, engage. But, but I'll tell you what's more important. Where the moves come from. The moves come from your position. Your positioning. And so he went on to show me how the positioning of my body versus his body is and this is like basic stuff on like on like day one you know everybody learns like how to stand where to stand all that type of thing but the master is so aware of this you understand he's so deeply conscious of this in a way that like he's he has mastery over over space in a sense that that is so unfamiliar to us that it looks like another world. Like, if you've ever heard of a, a master play music, like, when they pick the guitar up, they start making sounds that you didn't even know existed. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow, I'm just going to sit here and listen and not say a thing <laughs> and just uh, take it all in. Like, that's that's... And that's the whole thing of being a student. When you can recognize... It's obvious in the face of a master. You're like, this guy's so far above me that I'm just going to absorb, you know. But it goes for all the time. That also is all the time it, with ourself. You're saying, oh, I think I'm the man. I need to sit down and learn how to absorb and learn and listen. And, and what, this ma- what this wrestler showed me really was like the fundamental thing going on here is your bodily position in relation to my bodily position. You know, are you, he, he, he did things that made that like, it sounds so simple, but he did things that were simple, but fooled me incredibly. Like, he's like, am I standing on your left or your right? And I was like, you're standing, I, I was like, you're standing on my right. And he was, he was like, wrong. I'm standing on your left. And I was like, what? That's not true. And I was like, just it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And it sounds so silly. It sounds so stupid. It's like, how do you not know you're right or you're left? Because when you're engaging in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a martial art, there's many different angles that you can, that you can take and many different trajectories of that angle that you can take and many different 
you understand what I'm saying? That there is, there is a, a complex, a complex trajectory of which you can approach a problem. And, and the move has almost nothing to do. It's like the move just comes from that placement. So if I'm in a good place, like whatever move I do is going to work, basically, you know, more or less. If I'm in a good place and I can do, I have a whole list of moves that I can do, then they're going to work. And if I use a bunch of them together, then it's really going to work, you know? So, so the whole idea, right, bringing it back to our conversation is to say, what's my placement? What's my, where am I, where am I coming from? Where am I coming from? I need to be engaging with life in a way where I'm leaning in. I've said, I've talked about, I, one of the recent episodes I talked about was being on your toes as opposed to on your heels. We got to be on our toes. It's, it's a placement. It's a, it's a, it's a disposition of, to, towards life of saying, I, my placement, my engagement with life, I need to be proactive. And life is always going to be, it's like a martial art bout. You're always, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a resistance. There's a resistance in life. And that resistance is there for you to grow. It's like a sparring. It's exactly like, a, it's a, it's exactly like martial arts. It's like a sparring partner. It's a perfect, it's a great example. It's a great analogy. You have a sparring partner. That sparring partner that's there, actually, and this is a very deep sicker of the world. It's a very mystical concept as well in Judaism. That, that sparring partner, we call it the Yetzirah. I've heard it called resistance. If you know the book War of Art, Stephen Pressfield, um, he has a he has he calls it the resistance. Um, you know that blocks our creativity, blocks our daily, um, you know, ability to show up. We call it the Yetzirah. It's called you know it's called that like negative part of self that we is always trying to make us fall. And that, that person that we think is bad is actually good. He's your training partner. He's your training partner in life and he's your training partner in the gym. And your training partner, to the extent that he is real, is the extent that you grow. When you have a training partner in the gym, you don't want somebody who's there showing up kind of like late and being there and he's not really serious and he's not tight. His moves aren't tight. He's not showing up. When you go to spar, he's, he's lazy and he's, he's, he's sloppy. You don't grow. You become sloppy too. That's what happens if you have weak training partners. So guess what? We have a very strong training partner in life. It's called this evil inclination. It's called this negative thing. It's called this resistance, the ego, all of this stuff. That's a very strong training partner that we have in life. And when we take a disposition towards that of I'm going to engage I'm going to engage like like a martial combat like you're engaging in the fight like when you engage in the fight now you've started you've started you can gr- you're growing you're winning by engaging you are now present otherwise he's just on top of you beating you slapping you around tormenting you in life and you know he's happy to do that too so so to the extent that you're there showing up is the extent that you're growing. But it's not like it's going to go away. It's not going away. So we need to learn how to take ourselves and put our disposition into a place where we're, we're engaging with this, with this sparring partner. And leaning in and saying, okay, I see you and I am going to engage with you. And it's not going to be through one move. 
you know, what a move is like saying like, oh, I'm a, I go to a psychologist. Oh, I go, I do body work. I do massage therapy. I work out. Those are all moves. Those are all things on the outside. It's not the thing on the inside. The inside thing is saying, I'm going to engage myself in the growth of life. And sometimes, uh, and sometimes a body, uh, and sometimes uh, uh, an arm drag works, and sometimes a single leg works, and sometimes a double leg works, and sometimes, you know, a headlock works, and sometimes a guillotine works, and sometimes it's just any, all of these moves, all of these moves are just moves, and it's all a matter of like what is, what you need to be flowing with this, with this battle that you have going on in life. And the moves are there for you, but they are secondary to your disposition. Do you understand? So, so if the disposition's not there, then the moves aren't going to work. So, we really need to have that disposition of saying, I'm, I'm choosing to lean in. I'm going to engage. I'm going to engage myself. And then embrace the fact, guess what? That's the whole part of submission. Embrace the fact that you're going to get tapped. That's, that's it. It's like, you know, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to grow. Guess what? You're going to wake up late. Guess what? You're going to wake up late. The Yitzhahara tapped you. The evil inclination tapped you. The, the ego, the laziness, the resistance, it's going to tap you. It's going to tap you out, bro. There's nothing, you can't do anything about it because you're a white belt. So there's nothing, it's not bad. It's not, a, it's good. It's good. The moment you can tap and just get up and start engaging again, that's how you move forward and progress in life. It's a very, very, very big deal actually. Because I remember when I was, martial arts is a, such a beautiful, beautiful analogy. And when I was training martial arts, you know, the, like when you get mad, if you're mad when you get tapped out, it means that you have an ego. It's a very, very clear demonstration. Martial arts exposes ego and all of this stuff in a very, very clear way. Um, and when you have an ego, it gets very, very clearly expressed. And so if you tap and you get mad and you start getting in, you know, feisty, it, it's there, you're going to get hurt. That's what's going to happen. Because, because the, either your training partner is going to go harder and he's going to hurt you, or, you know, something's going to happen. You're going to, you, you will learn your, and if it's not with that guy, it's going to be with the next guy. And you don't want to mess with the next guy because he's way better than you. And so it's, you're going to learn the lesson one way or another. If you have an ego, it gets exposed and it gets ground to a fine dust. That's what's going to happen. And, and there's no problem with, that's good actually. That's the whole idea here, guys. That's good. And the extent that you can get tapped out and say, whoa, you don't even say anything. You just get tapped, you tap, <sighs> whoa, that was a good one. You go, wow, that was a good one. And you just, you just smile and you say, wow, got me good that time. Not gonna get me next time. And then you show up and you get back and you slap hand and you can do it jokingly. This is like, it's fun. You know, you slap hand, you don't even have to slap. You could just kind of like, in a good manner, you'll feel it. You'll feel, the guy can feel if you're being playful or if you're being like a, if you're being a jerk or if you're pissed or if you're angry or you're, you have a bad attitude, you know, but you, he can tap you, you know, you tap, whoa, tap, tap. You got me. Oh, that was a good one. And then, 
And then you just pounce on him again. You know, it's like, it's like in a playful mood. It's like, that's, that's, that's the way that you have to engage with it. And, and you're like, aha, you're not going to get me this time. You got me. That was pretty good last time, but I'm not going to let you get me this time. You know, and then you go and you fight and, and that's how we have to be with life. And to the extent that we can just move on, move on, move a tap. Whoa. Got it. Okay. That was a good one. Okay. Moving on. Not going to get me next time, baby. You know, and you just keep it going. That's, that's how we move. That's how we grow. That's how we grow. It's amazing. It's amazing, guys. Whoa. I'm experiencing this for, for, for myself, just talking it out, saying like, that's a huge tool. That is a huge tool to have in your tool belt. Huge tool to have in your tool belt. Anybody who has ever done jujitsu or martial arts will know exactly what I'm talking about. But it doesn't, it's not limited to martial arts. Anybody engaged with a very strong discipline will know exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to show up and you're going to get humbled because you don't know. You don't know. And there's people who know more. And they're going to show you that you don't know as much as them. Not because they're trying to show you, but because it's just going to get demonstrated. And... And when that demonstration occurs and you say, wow, that was great. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I have a lot to learn. Show me more, you know, and you just engage yourself like that. To the extent that we can do that in our life. The best example is like saying, wow, I got up late. What happens when you get up late? I, by the way, guys, I'm, I'm like, this is a lesson for me. This is a lesson for me. Okay. Every now and again, I get up late. And when I get up late, I get pissed. And that's not the right reaction. It's not the right reaction. I, get, I do get mad. I get mad. And it's not the right reaction. It's really the wrong reaction. It really is. And the reaction I need to have is, Woo! <laughs> okay, got me good. That got me good that time. Okay, <clears throat> not going to get me again. Go change the energy, break the space, move forward and progress. And start attacking again. Start getting on the offensive. Start attacking. When I was doing jiu-jitsu, you know what we would do when we would go roll? We would go and we would, we'd, and I, I, you know, white belt, blue belt. Like, we would go and we would break. You know, it's like we would finish the learning. And then we would go, the class part, and then we would go and roll afterwards. And I would go straight to the black belt, straight to the brown belt. Like, like, no hesitation. It's just, like, if he wasn't taken already, because sometimes the black belts or the brown belt, the higher belts would go and they would match up right away because they want to get a good roll in, you know. But if he was open, boom, right to him without a second hesitation. Uh, hey, bro. And I would always just go down the rank. I got the black belt, got the brown belt. Now there's three purple belts. I'm going to go through the purple belts, you know. And, and, and you just go through the highest ranking order as fast as you, like, straight to the top. And, and, you know, and then every now and again you roll with a white belt because you just feel like you need to roll with somebody on your own level. And that's okay, and that's good also. There's a place for that as well, to sort of find your own uh, skill level and be able to pair and match with your own skill level. That's also very helpful. Um, but the extent that we can engage in this space, engage in saying, when you, guess what happens? When you, when you roll with a black belt, you know what happens? I can tell you what's going to happen. You're going to get tapped out. That's what happens, for sure. No question, no doubt. Not even, not a, not, there's no, you can write it up, send it to the bank. You're going to get tapped out. (laughs) That's what's happening. So when you go and you say, Hey, black belt, let's roll. You're saying, Hey, I'm going to get tapped out, you know? And so 
to the extent that you can do that in life is the extent that, okay, let's make this super practical. Let's make this very practical, guys. <laughs> if this is like saying this, okay, I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna grow in life. I'm showing up to the gym. I'm here to grow. Let's get it. Let's get after it. Okay, ready. What are we doing? Okay, I learned some techniques. I learned some boom. I, we had class. Okay, now we're going to roll. We're going to go live. You go forth in life. It's like, hey, I'm starting a company. Okay, I'm starting a company. I'm going for the top. Guess what happened? I know I'm going to fail. I know I'm going to fail. I know I'm going to get tapped. Boom. But guess what? I get tapped. I go, whoa, that was cool. Okay, learn something there. Got it. Right on to the next one. Moving on. And, 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 and with the black belt, he's going to tap you 10 times. You just keep going through it. Keep going through it. And then you go to the brown belt. He's going to tap you nine times. You know, you keep going through it. You keep going through it. The purple belt's going to tap you seven times. You know, boom, 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 boom. You just go through it. By the end of one class, you've tapped out 45 times. <laughs> you know, like, bam. So I'm starting a company. I'm going straight to the top. I'm talking to the best people. I'm going to learn through, through exposing myself to the highest end people that I can. And I'm going to start and engage and start learning. And I'm, that maybe that means instead when you're a white belt, maybe not starting a company, but maybe it means in the growth, the exposure of all of this stuff, going and working at a high level company. Say, I'm gonna go work at this company. I'm gonna go work right next to the CEO. I'm gonna go work and learn and just be there every day and I'm gonna mess things up and, and that's fine. That's okay. I'm going to mess things up and that's normal. That's totally like the, the way. That is how it's going to happen. I'm going to tap out. I'm going to get tapped. And then when you go and you get tapped, you just go, whoa. Okay, messed that one up. Sorry. Okay, fixing it. Fixing it. And you write down what you learned. Guess what? Guess what? An employee, an employer wants that employee more than anybody else. It doesn't matter if he's a white belt or a blue belt or a purple belt or a black belt. It doesn't matter what rank he is. It doesn't matter what skill level he is. He wants that disposition. He wants somebody who's showing up and showing up in that way. It's not about moves. I would, I would take the white belt over the black belt who has all of these ego problems and all of these things going on and all of this stuff happening and just so like showing up with so much ugh gets in the way right because okay maybe you can get a little farther in the initial with a black belt who has all of these ego problems but eventually guess what happens you build a company and now what there's going to be a divorce in the company because he's got all these other his agendas and he wants this and that and blah blah blah, blah. problems i want somebody who has the right disposition you can find people with the right disposition who are black belts as well. It doesn't, it's not obviously not just white belts have this disposition. You know, more black belts have this disposition than not. That's the truth. Because the only way that you're showing up and getting this far in life is if you have a proper disposition. They're not perfect a lot of the time. You know, there's a refinement to this. So there's a spectrum even within black belts of like where they're holding in that disposition. So, but the point is, is that as an employer... The person that I'm looking to hire, there's a combination of disposition of, of that position of they're taking on in life, um, crossed with like a like a Venn diagram or a XY chart, um, you know, uh, of where they're at in terms of disposition and then where they're at in terms of skill level. And depending on where they're holding there, I'm you know they're going to get hired. And 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 when you have that disposition. And when you're building skills, 
well, let's put it this way. When you're building skills, the best thing you can do is take on that disposition and then show up and demonstrate that and then be like, I'm here to learn. And yeah, I'm going to fail, but I'm going to, I'm going to correct it. And I'm, I'm, I'm learning constantly. I'm tapping and I'm learning and I'm writing and I'm a student. I'm the best student out there. And I'm, I'm because, because I don't know anything, I have to be the best student out there. I'm going to be the best student that I can be. In my, in my world, I'm going to be the best student out there, right? And, and that's the whole thing, showing up like that across life. That's how you progress through a company. Because it, things happen. You're going to mess something up. It's like, oh, the, the CEO wanted this, and I didn't understand it exactly. You know, or, you know, showing up and asking questions. He's like, send you a, a jargon email with like all of these terms and slang of, of things in the, and you just, you could write back like, listen, I'm happy, but I don't, I don't understand this exactly. Um, can we go through this, you know, or whatever you ask one of your, uh, somebody next to you or somebody saying, I don't know, saying, I don't understand is like tapping out. You don't know. Okay. Do you have to know everything? Is it clear? Like, is that a wrong? Is it bad? No, but the ego and the, that resistance, that part of self that wants to know everything, wants to be right, wants to know. And so the extent that we can say, I don't know, is, is it's, you're tapping out and you're negating that ego and you're able to say, I, I'm going to learn. I'm going to show up. This is a very big deal. It's, it's like, I'm actually going to take this idea. I just had this idea as I'm talking about this, like as I've, I've, I've used this in various ways, but I never connected it like I did with with the martial arts and jujitsu of, of tapping. And then when you finish tapping, you say like, whoa, that was a good one. Okay, I'm gonna, yeah, let's go. Okay, you go, but you should just go again, you know? And because when I get, when I wake up late, it's not a fun feeling. It's not a good feeling. It's the same thing as when you get tapped out. It's not a good feeling. You get choked unconscious, you know? You know, you get choked, your blood runs to your brain, boom, you get, like, you got got, you got got, somebody got the better of you. Like, you thought you could do it, and you didn't, you not, like, okay, that's it, you know, and he got the better of you. Okay, what are you going to do about it? Nothing, I'm I'm not going to, you know what I'm going to do about it? I'm going to show back up and learn again. And so, that's the same thing with life, you got a plate, okay, great, (sighs) got me, that was a good one, got me, got to admit, you got me that time. (sighs) <sighs> let's go, let's go again, and you show back up, and you break the space, and, and, you, and you shatter those lower feelings, those lower selves, those lower inclinations, those lower drives towards this, this negative side, we shatter it, we negate ourselves, it's a, it's a death, it's a, it's a dissolvement, but the dissolvement doesn't have to be this, like, so many people, I don't know, I don't understand it, so many people are so scared of the dissolvement. It's like to engage with life, to engage. You know, when you show up to the gym, it's more fun than you've ever done anything else in the world. When you show up to the jujitsu gym, guess what? You're climbing a mountain. That's what's happening. You're climbing a mountain. So you ask the mountain climber, you're like, why do you climb? I don't get it. You're like climbing up these mountains. You know, you know, you, you miss you got <laughs> like in Hebrew, you, you miss you got like you're crazy. You know, like. What are you doing all day climbing these mountains? And and the person who's climbing the mountains just looks at the other guy and just goes, he just smiles, you know, and he's just like, you know, hopefully you'll get it. You know, you can come with me if you want. Happy to bring you along. You want to come? Here, come on. Hey, come, let's go do a hike, you know, and you go and you do a little hike with them and like, 
could show them around and 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 the person who's climbing it's like it's the to show up to the gym to the jiu-jitsu gym and grow and and engage with that work and engage with the negation of self and the the learning and the depth and the the experience of progression in life and the disposition the feeling of just involving yourself in rolling and the rolling is like sparring it's like the feeling of sparring is one of the best feelings in the world when you lean into it and when you embrace it when you embrace it you're embracing getting tapped out that's what you're embracing when you're leaning into sparring you're embracing the reality that you're going to get tapped out but it's the funnest feeling ever there's nothing more addicting than sparring there's nothing more addicting than sparring and and you know People look at people going to the gym, to the jujitsu gym for five hours a day and going every six days a week. And they're like, what's wrong? You crazy man. Like, you know, I don't understand you. And you know, and the other, and the guy is like looking at the other, he's like, hopefully you will, you know, hopefully you will understand it because, because you need it. You need it. And jujitsu is obviously just uh, an example. It's just a it's just, uh, but we're talking about the deeper thing of saying, I'm going to engage with life. What's my disposition of life? Very big deal. Very big deal. Very big deal. The, to the extent that you want to engage with life is the extent that you grow. It doesn't matter what move you're doing. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter. The moves flow. The moves come and go. The moves are there for your use. It's for there for you to use. And it's not gonna, you're not gonna use one move. It's like if you're engaging in self-work, deep healing, deep self-work, it's like, if you get too attached to one move, it's not gonna work. <laughs> Guess what? Cause the opponent's good, man. The opponent knows what he's doing. The opponent is there to fight you. <laughs> you know, if you're just like, I'm so committed to this, to psychology, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna sit with a shrink and I'm just gonna talk and everything's, you know, it's, we're gonna fix it all right in this room. And that's it. We're gonna, it's not you're not going to fix it all in right in that room it's not going to work it's a much more dynamic opponent than that <laughs> you have an opponent who's very well skilled and trained to engage with you in martial combat it's called your resistance it's called your evil inclination it's called your ego it's called all of the above and that is a very skilled trained dynamic strong flexible and endurant opponent and you saying, okay, I'm going to do an arm drag, I'm going to take down, and I'm going to tap you, right? <laughs> He's sitting there going, okay, bro, good luck with that one. You know, I've trained arm drags all week, and I know the defense is like the back of my hand. So you can sit down, and you can go, and you can go to a shrink, and that's good. It's not bad, but you have to have the right disposition when you go. The more important thing is to have the disposition, when you show up to the shrink, you have the right, have to have the right disposition of saying, I'm engaging in deep self work and I'm going to do whatever it takes in order to grow. The shrink is one move. Once you get the shrink, then, then you sit down with, the, and then you got to move on to the next one and you got to move into the next move. You know, you got to do body work and you got to do meditation. You got to talk to God and you got to go and work through things. You got to work out problems. Then you got to go and manifest those problems into reality, into a fixing. You got to fix your problems. That's how you grow. You move forward. And, and, and this is the whole thing. It's a huge, man, I'm going to talk about this more probably next, next couple episodes. Cause this is a very, I love the analogy. I love where we're going with this. And, uh, anyways, guys, I hope you have an amazing day. Hope you use this. I hope it's valuable for you. And, uh, if you're loving this rate review, I'll talk to you soon. Much love.